And a good morning and welcome to the Mecca Sports Talk. I'm your host, Keith Dewar, for this Sunday, October the 3rd, 2021, as we get you set for the remaining games of week number four of the NFL. That song you just heard, Kurt Angle's You Suck from WWE. Well, it's mainly the fans that were chanting that. And boy, oh boy, they should be chanting that for a few things at this point. I mean, as an example, the Jaguars, 19 losses in a row. Who the heck would want to be a Jacksonville Jaguar fan at this point? I, do they even have any fans down there? I mean, I saw a couple of teal uniforms in Cincinnati the other night when they played the Bungles. But I mean, holy smokes, who the heck is a Jaguar fan? Who would want to admit being a Jaguar fan right now? 19 losses in a row. Oh my God. Had a two-touchdown lead the other night and couldn't hold it against the Bungles. Bungles with their second last, second win of the season. Uh, now they move to 3-1. and one. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to win the division because Cleveland and Baltimore are clearly better than they are. But Cincinnati is definitely a team on the rise, and, you know, eventually we'll have to stop calling them the Bungles and start calling them the Bengals. The Jaguars, on the other hand, hey, you know, Urban Meyer, God bless you. You got a lot of money to coach that team, but, man, oh, man, when is that team ever going to win a game? I don't know. But uh, speaking of that Kurt Angle song... I have a recommendation for John Marin for Woody Johnson. I suggest that you play that song when both team, both the Jets and the Giants come out of the tunnel before each game, road or at, or at home, and, you know, just let the fans know the obvious at this point that they suck, which they do, and, uh, and that's it. And speaking of sucks, how about that team in the Bronx right now, the Yankees? How about them? I'm going to start with them because I'll give you my picks in a little bit for the football. And I'm going to do a slight little variation going forward starting week five with my picks, which I'll explain after. But uh, right now, the Yankees. Okay. This team won at, at some point in the year that the Yankees won 13 straight games. They then immediately came back and lost seven in a row. Then, most recently, they win 5 of 6 in Boston and in Toronto. And you're thinking they're sky high. They come home and bingo. They get bent over by Tampa and spanked like Tampa always seems to do to this team. And I don't understand why. Tampa has nothing to play for. They have nothing to play for. Nothing. And the Yankees... Lay an egg as usual against this team when they need to win, basically win one game to guarantee themselves at the very least a wild card game. Because right now, the way things look, they might be playing game 163 tomorrow. And who would really be surprised? Especially when you have yes man Aaron Boone managing this team. And let me start with him. You know, we've seen a lot of mysterious moves this year by him. Actually, never mind that. You've seen a lot of mysterious moves by him since 2018. The crap that, that went with uh, with J.A. happened, the playoff game. Now, whether that was a, a front office decision or an Aaron Boone decision or a combination of both, whatever. That was a complete debacle in that playoff game last year. But the other night... You know, he's a, I mean, Aaron Boone's had plenty of blunders. And, you know, because he has to be a puppet for the front office. And I'm tired of this nonsense. I don't want a friggin' puppet managing this team. 
I want somebody that goes with his gut and goes and doesn't go by friggin' analytics 100% of the time. The hell with friggin' analytics. Analytics doesn't make you swing and miss. Analytics doesn't make you field the damn ball. It could put you in the right spot, but you gotta still field the friggin' ball. These aren't robots out there. These aren't robots sitting in the batter's box. The hell with the friggin' analytics. I'm sick and tired of this crap. Analytics this, analytics that, Excel this, Microsoft Word that, Microsoft Office this. Take a hike! I don't friggin' care a single bit about that crap. Play the friggin' game. But of course, what does Aaron Boone do the other night? Did analytics tell you this, Aaron? To bring in Albert Abreu with one out in the ninth inning, down two to one, with two runners on base? Did analytics tell you that, Aaron? Albert Abreu comes in. What does he do? He gives up a two-run single in the ninth inning. And they're down four to one. But of course, the Yankees have to tease you. They get two runs in the ninth inning. And Kyle Higashioka comes up at the plate to the plate. Oh wait! Here comes the Sanchez. Here comes Gary Sanchez to save the day. Two runners on, one out. Yankees down four three. Oh, they're in a great position to pull this game out. Yeah, right. Fake news. Strike one. Foul ball. Strike two. Swing and a miss at the ball in the dirt. Strike three. Bingo. Back to the bench you go. Hit the pines. And then Rugnet Odor comes up. And he swings at strike three about a foot off the plate. Game over. Tampa wins. The Rays win. And then yesterday. Jordan Montgomery comes out. Does his best. You suck impression. And he gives up a three run homer to Brandon Lau right away. That gives up another one for good luck. Another three-run homer to Brandon Lau. Out he goes. Seven runs. Nice effort. And the Yankees lose again yesterday, 12-2. You know, you can't just show up to try to win a game. You have to actually play hard. You have to actually play to win. The Yankees just seem half the time like they're out there to play not to lose rather than to win the game. And at some point... You have to wonder what what is gonna you know what's gonna change with this team next year. I mean, I'm gonna tell you right now, it better damn start with the manager getting out the door. And quite frankly, I've we've had Brian Cashman in the organization basically for three decades now. I think it's time for a fresh start. You know, he brought in Anthony Rizzo, who's been fine as a Yankee. He hasn't been spectacular outside of the first couple of games that he was uh, acquired. Joey Gallo's been a total disaster. You know, you know what you're getting out of him. Strike three, home run, or a walk. That's basically what you're getting out of him. I mean, he is very good defensively. Obviously, Rizzo's very good defensively. But, you know, Clay Holmes came in. He's been to acquired from Pittsburgh. He's been very, very good for the Yankees. So I can't really get on, on that move. You know, and I know injuries have played a part too. You know, Zach Britton out for the year. That's a big injury. I know he was terrible for a good period of time, but hey, look, he throws that heavy sinker, and you know what? Gets a lot of ground balls. It's a lefty arm. You bring him in in certain situations, and that and and that's that. So I understand that. 
But moves like that the other night on Friday when you bring in an Albert Abreu in a 2-1 game, in a game you have to win because, quite frankly, you know, they got to win today. And the move on whether or not to start Tyon today, who I, I, I can't imagine he's 100%. He left the game the other day with an ankle injury or re-aggravated his ankle injury. So, I mean, what are you getting out of him today? You know, they could have started Garrett Cole on three days rest. I understand you want him on normal rest for tomorrow or Tuesday. But you need to win today. I mean, right now you have four teams separated by a game. You could have a scenario where four teams finish with the same exact record. And then it'll be total chaos. You'd have two teams playing, or actually all four teams playing tomorrow. The Red Sox would get the first dib at because they have the best head-to-head record amongst the other three teams. So they would get first dibs. Toronto would get second dibs. And I would imagine they don't want to play at Fenway. So they would get a home game, Toronto also. And the Yankees would be playing in Toronto or, or Boston tomorrow for game 163, if it comes down to that. You know, right now... You got to think Seattle's going to probably win today. Toronto's probably going to win today. Boston's going to win today. They're going to host a playoff game no matter what. I mean, are the Yankees going to win today? Maybe Aaron Boone should bring in, you know, I don't know. Bring in bring in one of these stiff pitchers when it's a one-run game, you know, late. And, and see if he could hold the fourth down rather than bring your best in. Because this, this is what they do. This is what they do. Just idi- idiocy. Complete idiotic nonsense. And I don't understand what, you know... Hey, look, LeMahieu's out now. That's another another issue with the team. I mean, not that he's been great this year anyway. And that contract looks like that was a total dis- that's going to be a total disaster. I mean, let's wait till next year before we go nuts about that, though. I mean, you know, he is only a year removed from having a really, really good year. 2019, he had an MVP-like uh, season for the Yankees. So let's give it one more year before we go bananas about that. I mean, right now, it don't look good, that contract. You know, he's on the wrong side of 30 at this point, too. So that that's, a, that's an issue. But they got a whole lot of issues in this team. And I, you know, I don't know. Uh, do you really have confidence they're going to win today? I sure as hell don't. I mean, it's, it's hard to fathom. This team was projected to win, I think, 95, 96 games by Vegas. They're going to come somewhat close to it now. But are you really that confident? And even if they got past all this and they play Tampa in the division round, you have any faith they're going to beat Tampa? I don't have a single iota of confidence that the Yankees are going to beat Tampa in a five-game series. They can't beat Tampa in this. They've already lost to Tampa this series. In games that they had to win. At least one game win win to get yourself in a position where you could have a home game. Now, you're not even gonna do that. They gotta hope Boston loses today and they win so that they could host the home uh, home game in the wild card. Which by the way, I think they need to change the wild card, make it two out of three. You're playing a 162 game season, make it two out of three. I mean, you know, it's more money in baseball's pockets anyway. So at least do that, among all the other things that they've changed already. Just add that little wrinkle into it, too. 
for the future. Give that a shot. I mean, I, I you know, to me, it's a win-win. But right now, hey, the Yankees are <laughs> just so topsy-turvy. I, I, they have got to get rid of Boone at the end of the year. I don't care what the hell happens at this, at this stage. They got to get a minimum to the ALCS for, for Boone really to have any chance of staying. And Cashman, hey, three decades with the organization. I mean, I'd like to see a fresh face. Do I really want to see Theo Epstein, uh, you know, running the Yankees? Not particularly, but I mean, hey, they got a lot of issues and it's going to hit them like a ton of bricks in the offseason. And quite frankly, it's hitting them like a ton of bricks right now because they don't have a whole lot of flexibility at all whatsoever. So the Yankees have got them themselves quite a conundrum now. And we'll see if they can pull out a win today. But I, the way it looks, I have zero confidence whatsoever that this team's going to win today. I mean, Tyon, who had about two months of being horrible, and then about two months of being 1999 Pedro Martinez. And then he, you know, he got hurt. And now he's back. And look, I, I think at most you get three, four innings out of him today. And then, as usual, you're gonna ha- you're gonna have to depend on the bullpen. And I, you know, look, you, do you have faith today? I don't. I don't. I think the Yankees lose today, and I think they're playing Game One Sixty Three tomorrow against Toronto or Seattle, or whatever the heck is gonna happen by about seven o'clock tonight. With when all the games are over with, I I don't know. But the Yankees are playing one Game One Sixty Three tomorrow. Against somebody. And in the NL West, you have the Dodgers and the Giants. That's the only other race, so to speak, going on. Dodgers are a game behind San Francisco. Last game of the day today. And we'll see what happens. Walker Buehler's pitching for the Dodgers. You would think he was only going to get himself maybe, you know, a couple of innings. But the Dodgers need to win. And obviously need to hope the Padres beat the Giants in San Francisco to force a one-game playoff for the division title. It's amazing to fathom, you know, 105 wins for the Dodgers, 106 wins for the Giants. Pretty unbelievable. So we'll see what happens in the uh, in the final game of the year out on the West Coast for those two teams. So with that being said, I'm going to get to my uh, NFL picks for week number four with the... Giants and the Jets looking to win their first games of the year, respectively. And here we go with my six-pack of picks for week number four of the NFL. And let's start with the Giants. Giants 0-3 heading to New Orleans today. To face the Saints. Saints playing their first actual home game in New Orleans after the hurricane issues down there in uh, a few weeks ago. You know, the Saints obviously are going to have a packed house. They're going to have quite a home field advantage today against the Giants. And right now, you got to figure hey, you know, the Saints riding high. Uh, won, a, won a good game in New England last week against the Patriots. And, hey, 
you know, do the Giants really have a shot at today at today's game? Yeah, give them a minimal chance to win. Uh, you know, the the Saints are giving seven to the Giants today, a touchdown. Seven and a half might have given me pause for a minute or two on the Giants to maybe cover this game. But, look, the Giants have no Blake Martinez. He's out for the year. They have no Slayton. They have no uh, Shepard at wide receiver today. So they're beat up there, too. And, hey, the Saints... Coming in on a high after, like I said, after last week's victory over New England. Uh, I, I personally don't think this is really going to be something uh, of, a, of an effort that the Giants are going to be able to sustain for four quarters today down in New Orleans. You have a rabid fan base, and I think the Saints, Kamara's going to have a big game for the Saints, probably about 175 yards of total offense. And, I, you know, I... Until I see the Giants actually win a game, do I really have confidence in them at this point to, uh, you know, p- to pick them in almost any game? You know, they're going to they're gonna basically be an underdog in virtually every single game that they're playing. I, I don't know who, I, you know, I looked at their schedule, as I mentioned the other day, who the heck are they beating? Who are they going to beat? So, look, Giants... They've had some, you know, they, they've actually, actually, they've covered the spread in the majority of their road games in the last two years, uh, which, but, you know, outright, they've lost two-thirds of their games despite, uh, despite that. So they've actually covered 12 of their last 17 road games since the beginning of 2019. Well, we're going to make it 12 of 18 today. I'm going to go with the Saints... Minus seven against the Giants. Give me the Saints. Uh, Saints 27, Giants 17. Game number one. Game number two, let's head east, uh, northeast to the Meadowlands to MetLife Stadium for the Jets. And what can you say? I, you know, after last week, 26 nothing defeat to the Broncos. Uh, and now you're coming home facing a Tennessee team who you know that Derrick Henry's itching at the bit seeing the Jets on the other side of the field. The Jets, I mean, man, oh man. You know, Zach Wilson, they've had, he's been sacked 15 times already. He's had a bundle of interceptions, mainly against the Patriots. The Jets' offense, I mean, is an abomination. This team is an abomination, just like Big Blue. But, uh... The Jets have scored 20 points in their first three games of the season, which is absolutely putrid. As they tied, it's tied for their fewest through three games in franchise history, which they set back in 1976. But, you know, today is going to be more of the same. It's going to be more of the same. The Jets are getting six and a half at home against the Titans. And I think, hey, look, the Titans, they're going to have, it's going to be a heavy dose of Derrick Henry. Uh, I think Tennessee wins this game easily and wins this game by a score of 30 to 13. Game number two. Game number three. Let's head to the frozen tundra, the not so frozen tundra in Green Bay. The Packers and the Steelers. The Packers are giving six and a half at Pittsburgh, uh, excuse me, at home against the Steelers. And after what you saw last week, with the Steelers laying an absolute egg at home against the Bungles. 
uh, this team is in trouble. They're in big, big trouble. Right now, Pittsburgh one and two. They're gonna move to one and three after today. Uh, you know, the Packers won an exciting game last week at San Francisco. Uh, you know, obviously the news will be Roethlisberger against Rodgers for this game, but. One guy is still elite, and one guy is definitely on the downswing. And right now, Ben Roethlisberger, he looks his age. He looks his age, and Pittsburgh is in huge trouble. Mike Tomlin's not going to be able to save this team this year. They're heading for a last-place finish in the Steel City. So I like Green Bay to win big today against the Steelers. Uh, give me Green Bay winning by a score of 31-14. to Pittsburgh is just in big, big, big trouble this year. And they've been a proud fran franchise for a long time, obviously with Big Ben at the helm. But this is the year, I think, that they finally uh, lay an egg, a massive one. So in the AFC North, that's game number three. Game number four, I think the game of the day, there's two games of the day, actually, uh, right now, I would say. Actually, one, excuse me, because the other one is tomorrow night. Uh, let's go to Los Angeles, to Sophie Stadium. Cardinals and the Rams, both 3-0. Rams are given four at home. And I've seen recently that the spread has now moved up to six, which is a pretty sizable uh, jump uh, when you consider that the, the Rams were a... Uh, well, I've seen in other places it's about five, maybe five and a half. But, I mean, when I see a difference of that nature... With a lot of people going for one team, uh, it gives me, you know, I don't even need to pause to, to look at that. I got to go with that team most of the time. And that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going with the Rams uh, at home. Rams with a very impressive win over the Buccaneers the other day, uh, excuse me, last week. And the Cardinals, you know, they survived against the, they survived against the Vikings at home. They had trouble against the Jaguars last week uh, in Jacksonville before having a very strong second half. Uh, you know, Murray's going to have a big day today, I feel like, but some of that, uh, some of those statistics will come in garbage time, I feel like. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't really like the Cardinals today in, uh, in L.A. I think right now you're looking at the Rams as the leader of the pack in the NFC until Tampa decides to take over that helm but for right now the Rams are the the best of the best in the NFC uh at least through week three and I think that'll continue here in week four as I'm gonna go with the the Rams and Matthew Stafford who's the offensive player of the week uh give me the Rams in what I think will be a decent game but I'm gonna go with the minus four take the four points at home at Sophie Stadium for the Rams and this will be a high-scoring game. Uh, give me the Rams 38 and the Cardinals 28. Game number four. Game number five. Tomorrow night, you have an interesting game between the Raiders and the Chargers. Chargers with an extremely impressive win last week at Kansas City. And who would have thought that the Chiefs would be in last place through week three in the AFC West? But... That's what they are as of right now. So, three-point spread at home for the Chargers. They're giving three to the Raiders. 
Hey, look, the Raiders had a lot of trouble last week with the Dolphins. They were lucky and fortunate to win that game. Uh, you know, they had an impressive win in Pittsburgh. But, you know, again, look, the Steelers are not the same. And they had an overtime win against the Ravens. I do think this week things are going to come to a, a screeching halt for the Raiders. I think the, the Chargers uh, with with Herbert, a quarterback, uh, I just think this is the week that the Raiders' uh, Cinderella story through three weeks comes to a screeching halt. And I think the Chargers, uh, I think they win this game pretty handily, to be honest. I think this will be a double-digit win for the Chargers. Just a funny feeling with this game. I, I really, uh, you know, my, Mike Williams is a, he has a receiving touchdown in his first three games. He's got four total so far. Uh, you know, the Raiders are going to have a lot of problems stopping them tomorrow tomorrow night in, uh, in Sophie Stadium. So Chargers will move to 3-1. and one. The Raiders will fall to 3-1. and one. I'm going to go with the Chargers winning this game by a score of 31 to 20. Game number 5. Final game on the docket. Well, what else is there to say? You have, have, have to pick this game tonight. The Sunday night game. Tom Brady coming back to New England. Bill Belichick, you know, this and that. The hoopla behind all that. I mean, this is not a game that bodes well for New England. Not at all. I mean, Tom Brady, I think, wants to really give the shaft to the entire Patriot organization for everything that happened with, you know, Garoppolo and him. You know, Garoppolo being... Being the uh, the uh, the heir to the throne, so to speak, to take over the quarterback position from Brady was getting old. I don't think Brady appreciated that, obviously. And hey, you know he proved it by winning another another Super Bowl before he left New England. So Tom Brady coming into New England tonight. Now it is a little bit of a disappointment that Rob Gronkowski is not going to make the trip. He's uh, got fractured ribs thanks to that big time shot he took last week in uh, Los Angeles, but right now, when you look at this game tonight, I mean, Patriots coming off a terrible loss at home last week, they just laid an egg uh, against the the Saints, Buccaneers losing last week to the Rams, I mean, hey, look, they're not losing two games in a row, and they are certainly not going to lose tonight to the Patriots, I don't think there's any chance in the world that's happening, Tom Brady has an agenda tonight, and that's to stick it to his old team. And that's exactly what they're going to do tonight. They're going to stick it to the Patriots, big time. So, rookie quarterback facing uh, Todd Bowles and company. I think Tampa was embarrassed last week by how they played defensively. And I think, you know, this is going to be an ugly game. It's not going to be one of those close games that Sunday night football seems to be noted for. You know, every week it seems like they have a close game. But I think tonight is just about hoopla. Tom Brady sets the passing yard record, uh, passing Drew Brees tonight. Probably will do it in the first quarter. Uh, You know, again, it would have been nice to see Gronkowski back in New England. uh, But, you know, this game is going to be one of those games where you probably turn off the, uh, the TV in the third quarter and switch on something else. Because uh, I think New England's going to win this one big and big indeed. I'm going to go New England, uh, which they're giving seven, by the way, in New England. 
to the Patriots. Uh, Belichick, it's going to be a long night for him tonight. So Tampa Bay is going to win this game by a score of 38-16. to And Tampa Bay will cover quite easily. Tom Brady will uh, get cheered by the Patriot fans very loudly in his return to where he won six Super Bowl championships. And, hey, you know, it's uh, I don't think this is going to be pretty tonight for Belichick and company. So, to recap my picks for week number four, the Saints minus seven at home against the despicable New York Giants. Tennessee giving six and a half. On the road at the J-E-T-S, suck, suck, suck. Game number three, Green Bay, minus six and a half at home against Pittsburgh. The Rams at home, minus four over the Cardinals. The Chargers, minus three at home against the Raiders. And the Bucks, minus seven at New England. Your six-pack of picks for week number four in the NFL. So, I did mention earlier that uh, I was going to uh, discuss briefly a little bit of a variation with my picks going forward. And the reason I'm deciding to do this now is because the Giants and the Jets have been so pathetic that it's kind of forcing my hand in a way. Not to say that the Giants and the Jets can't cover any games the rest of the year, but when you're talking about probably picking against the Jets and against the Giants the majority of the year, the rest of the way, I, you know, I, I got to make it a little bit more difficult for myself, I feel like. So I'm going to go from a six-pack of picks to lucky seven. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to pick seven games going forward. I'm going to still pick the Giants and the Jets every week, but I'm going to uh, add a game to the docket and make it a lucky seven uh, selection of picks on a, on a weekly basis from here on out, starting in week five. So, you know, I I just think it's necessary to do both the Giants and the Jets are a complete joke, and everybody knows that at this stage. Uh, You know, games at 1 o'clock today, it's going to be very hard to watch the Giants play. And for that matter, the Jets. I mean, how can you not, how can you, how can you watch them right now? How can you watch them? You know, if the Giants came out and actually won today's game against the Saints, it'd be a pretty big shock. Because as I said, you got that New England, excuse me, the New Orleans fan base that's, you know, looking to scream and yell and this and that. They haven't had anything to scream and yell about for two years because they haven't been in the stadium. So I think this is a big thing today for the Saints. And I think that's going to definitely carry them to victory over the Giants. The Jets, hey, look. You know, they, they've got themselves uh, some big problems, as we know. They're, they're a work in progress, a big work in progress. Kind of like, you know, construction on the LIE or the belt or the, the BQE. A big-time work in progress. So, the Yankees, as I said, uh, look, they're, um, they're in a whole heap of trouble. I think they lose today. I think the Red Sox have their home game against... Uh, Either the the Yankees, the the Mariners, or the Blue Jays, uh, probably on Wednesday. You know, you figure right now or t- Tuesday, whenever they're going to play the wild card game. But I think what we end up having 
If I had to predict, I think the Yankees lose today. I think Toronto and the Mariners win today. And I think Boston also wins. Which would mean the Yankees, Toronto, and Seattle would be in a three-way tie for the second wildcard spot. Which that would actually mean, now that I think about it, they will play a... um, they will play a game tomorrow, which I believe Toronto has first dibs, if I'm not mistaken. So I think they would play the Mariners, I believe. I could be wrong on this, but basically there'll be games Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday in that specific scenario. So you'll have uh, a game tomorrow. The loser of that game will play the the third team on Tuesday, and then uh, and then the wild card game on Wednesday. So. That's pretty much the the way it looks as of right now. So, I you know again I'm really uh, <laughs> I'm disgusted with this team right now. Disgusted with the friggin' Yankees. So I can't. What else is there to say? They have got to make changes in this organization between the manager, between the general manager, between these godforsaken analytics crap that they have. I don't know who's in the analytics department with this organization, but. Get rid of them. Take a friggin' hike. I, I'm tired of this crap. Bring in somebody that goes with his gut every once in a while. And that's it. Instead of, you know, Clipboard Joe, like we had with Girardi towards the, well, for most of his tenure with the Yankees, when analytics started to become more prevalent. But I, I'm sick and tired of all this analytics crap. I've had enough of it. So... I don't know who the Yankees should bring in necessarily as manager. You know, we'll have to see. But right now, this organization is, you know, one in which that they don't have a lot of flexibility. And they got a lot of issues heading into next year. And I think the very first thing that they need to do in the offseason, well, there's two things that they need to do. They got to get another starting pitcher or two in this on, the, on this team. They have to. Under, on, no ifs, ands, or buts. They've got to get another starting pitcher, at the least. You know, you could put Severino back in the rotation. You could put Herman back in the rotation. You have Cole still. You have Montgomery. You still need another starter because Kluber's got to go. And you still have Tyon actually too. But to me, you got to bring in. You got to find somebody else to bring in. You got to. You got to. And the second thing they need to do is you got to sign Corey Seager in the offseason. I think you you roll out the treasure che- treasure chest for him and say, here, how, how much do you want? Or a blank check. How much do you want? Because at least with that, you can move Torres to second base. You probably would move LeMahieu to third base. That means Geo is expendable. I you know Luke Voigt, I know his value's down, but you probably try to move him too. Maybe you bring Rizzo back. But I think among all these shortstops that are free agents in the offseason, you know, Trevor Story, Javi Baez. I mean Simeon's a second baseman, but he's a shortstop by trade. Uh I'm missing one guy. Story, Baez, Semyon, uh, Carlos Correa, which right now, watch Detroit. Detroit will probably sign Carlos Correa in the offseason. That's my uh, that's my prediction right now. But the Yankees need to bring in Corey Seager. Left-handed hitter. I know he's had injuries the last couple of years. But 
You bring in Corey. You bring in uh, him to play shortstop. And, hey, and that solves that problem. You don't have to have Hands of Stone Torres playing shortstop anymore. You move LeMahieu to third base, and you just live with whatever he could do offensively. I, I know it's a bit of an issue because you're talking about third base. You need some decent range and this and that. It's the hot corner. He's adequate over there. He's not Geo glove-wise, but, hey, Geo, we've seen his ceiling at this point in, in, uh, in Yankee pinstripes. We've seen his ceiling, so I don't think there's any question that you got to try to move him in the offseason, send him wherever, and this and that, and, and figure things out from there. So, uh, But they got, a lot of, they got a lot of issues to fill. And so, you know, so do a lot of other teams. But the Yankees right now, again, today, I think they lose to Tampa. They get swept. I think Toronto and Seattle win. Boston wins also. So we have three teams for one spot. And basically, they'll uh, they'll play a couple of games over the next two days before you have the wild card game on Wednesday. So... That's basically it for right now. I will be back, uh, well, I guess we'll see what happens today. I may hop back on tomorrow briefly, or Tuesday, or Wednesday, depending on how things play out with baseball. And uh, again, as I said, I had to still give my Yankee recap for 2021. Also, hockey starts on October the 12th. I had to do my NHL preview uh, basketball starts about a week or 10 days after that, I believe. So I will also have to do my, uh, Knicks and NBA preview as well. So a lot of stuff going on here in the month of October as we get the playoffs ready to go for baseball week four already in the NFL, NHL about to get going, NBA about to get going. So a lot of stuff going on in the world of sports. So I will be back Possibly in the next 24, 48, 72 hours. We will see. Let's see what the Yankees do today. I don't have too much confidence, as I said. You know, a lot of a lot of chaos right now in uh, with the pinstripes in the Bronx. So enjoy the football games today. Enjoy the baseball games. All the games are on at 3 o'clock for baseball, if you're looking to watch that. So I will be back soon to recap... Whatever Yankee debacle takes place over the next day or two or three. Talk to you soon. Everybody have a good and safe day. Take care.